Today, I'm joined by Brad Cobb, who's going to share with you how weekly reporting has completely changed how he manages and leads his team. And he's going to share with you a little of what it feels like to grow from 1 million to over 4 million, approaching 5 million in run rate, and to have a company that has done $10 million overall. This is going to be interesting. I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny. We define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop, and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future, and instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. Brad, welcome back to the podcast. It's so awesome to have you here. I want to just get some quick uh, information to establish context for everybody who's listening. So, Brad, what's the name of your company? Uh, So, Cashflow Tactics is the name of our company. And what do you do? So, we do... Oh man, that's so hard to answer. I got to get better at this. So we, we're in financial <laughs> services, but the objective of our company is we're, we're here to empower individuals in the conversation of mind. And we so don't feel like that happens, right? The, the information and teaching and, and options that are out there are, are meant to disempower both the entrepreneur and the individual in, in that conversation. And so our education and our solutions are, are meant to, to empower those uh, with the tool of money. Well, let's give everybody perspective because when somebody says financial services, what everybody thinks about is a slow moving, pretty boring company that's, that's relatively avoidable, like who cares? Yeah. But when we look at cash flow tactics and what you guys are doing, this is a true rapid growth movement. Um, Brad, how long have we been working together? So just over a year. I think we signed up last December, so we're 14 months in. 14 months. And when we started, you were right hovering around a million, maybe a little bit below a million. Where are you now? So we're at a, almost a 5 million run rate. So we haven't pulled 5 million, but we're about 5 million run rate. Well, for, for just, let's expand because we've got a couple divisions. So actually, since, since our launch of the actual cash flow tactics division, like restructuring, because we did a bunch of restructuring as part of working with you as well as with Russell Brunson. And we did, we launched cash flow tactics in March and we hit 10 million total revenue collected since then jeez um oh jeez it's just so 90 days we hit a million and <laughs> nine months in we're at 10 so jeez. that's like total company revenue including all of the back end that we were already doing from a financial services perspective right the and growth is just crazy brad it's it's but just the front end we're at about a just over a four million run rate on the on just the front end products of of what we do if that makes sense so- 
The, yeah, absolutely. You're growing an empire here and the growth has been explosive. And here's what happens a lot of times to CEOs when they're in this type of a growth curve is they get into a place where they don't really have the right information. And Brad, I always talk about you and I as CEOs having to solve this equation. We have to make increasingly important decisions with less and less information. And you've gone from you and Ryan in the business to now you have a team of seven people, right? Yeah, seven full-time and then obviously contractors in there. Yep. So when you look at going from two people to seven people plus contractors, you have a lot less information now. And the reason I brought you on the podcast is because you sent me a message a few weeks ago that said, by the way, weekly reports have been a game changer. And here's why I brought you on is because when most entrepreneurs hear weekly and reporting in the same statement, they want to run away and hide. But I want to just, I want to draw out why, why getting weekly reports from your team members to you has been such a game changer. So let's start with this question. What was the problem you were having in your business prior to instituting weekly reporting? So prior to instituting, because like you said, when we signed up, it was just the two of us because we had hit that entrepreneurial wall of fire everybody and go back to what it was before. Right. And, and, and then the problem was, is we brought people on especially in our industry that's so detail oriented and, and focused and process driven. I, I was uncomfortable to hand anything off because I have my finger and I, and I, it had to be done correctly and perfectly. And, it, and some of these things can't be screwed up. And so we were very hesitant to hand off the actual critical operations. I could bring in people to support me here or there, but I never got beyond an admin, like, you know, secretary, really. It was, I never got beyond that because I couldn't hand off an, an important enough process. Yeah. To- and Brad, you know, when, when, you, when you feel like that, like you can't hand it off, like you can't get leverage, you can't get help, what, were the, what did that frustration feel like for you as an entrepreneur? It, it, it's like a straitjacket. I mean, it's <laughs> it, the... Because we, we needed to move to a message because we're not financial products. Like we're empowerment and we're message and we're freedom. And to move into that, I couldn't, every person I met with one-on-one to make sure everything was done correctly, I started to see that I wasn't talking to 10 or 100 or 1,000 people. And that trade-off is, is, is constraining to the point where it's, it's so frustrating to the point where I'm, like, you can't move forward anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that not being able to scale the impact that you're having, it, it's like, how fast is it before you, it starts like breaking down who you are? I, I, I didn't want to do anything. Be, I, it just, like, we almost, when we came to you in, in December at our, at our year and we were talking about this, like, we don't know how to continue to have the vision that we have and not be able to implement because that, that disconnect caused more pain than not having a message at all or not having people like I had enough people to talk to one-on-one and it was fine. It was the pain of not being able to deliver the message was worse. Yeah. Yeah. That frustration level is huge. So Brad, as you built out your team, what has been different about using weekly reporting with everyone submitting a report to you every Friday? The difference about the way we do it in the cadence, because Nothing works in isolation, right? It's having the cadence and having, having the client-centric mission. It's hiring true believers. It's having those pieces together. But it took us a long time to plug in the weekly reporting. And once we did, what we realized is that it isn't weekly reporting like in most other companies where 
you sit down with your supervisor and how are things going and you're only allowed to say positive things and you're supposed to, <laughs> you're supposed to blow smoke up your and say how awesome and amazing you are and it's just like a suck up session to say how good your supervisor is, right? Like, those are the weekly reports none of us like to do and are unwilling to do in our company. And so a lot of times they, they go out, but because of the structure, because everybody has clear weekly commitments that they agreed to, that they know what rolls up into their, to their monthly objectives and, and the quarterly goals for the company, this is a place where we, the questions are brilliant. We ask what went well, this is their chance to say, this is what I owned and this is what I got done and like feel proud of it. And this is where I created momentum. Yes. Yeah. And they like sharing their wins and, and they get that chance to, to brag just a little bit and say, this is what I'm proud of this is what we got done. And then where they need support, it's not complain about somebody else or gossip about somebody else, but it's, you've given me this and I committed to it, but here's where I need, I need support. And because it's not, I actually like that it's not face-to-face. -face, it's not in a group. They get to be on, you know, honest and genuine in that. And in 15 or 20 minutes of reading through my reports, I know like usually it's on Sunday evening that I'm going through them in, in preparation for the Monday, the Monday meetings that we have. We can handle so much right out of the gate that I can say it's allowed me to get out of the way of the process because most of it's like, Brad, I need you to stop doing this, this, and this. I need you to let me do this, this, and this. Just finally turn over this piece and this piece and, and I'll be able to get everything done. So now it's how quickly can I get out of the way so my team can get everything done. Yeah, that's huge. You know, Brad, when, whenever anybody puts something like weekly reports in place, there's a little trepidation. And, I'm, I, you know, you may have had it. Maybe you didn't have it because we've had so much success in the program. But I think most CEOs are like, man, if I go through the effort of putting this in place, I really want to see it pay off. Take us to the moment where you realize, like, man, weekly reporting is really a game changer. So when I sent you that text, what had, what had been happening was we had – we finally turned over because well, we just because we had to, we got committed to keeping our foot on the gas on the messaging side. Um, and we, we had one of the busiest weeks on that element of it where Ryan and I were completely disconnected from the one-on-one -on -one aspect that we were doing before. And I, I think I had messaged you this as well. Like I have started to forget my logins for some of the things that I used to be in every single day. Cause it'd been months since I've been plugged into that side of the business and I had one of those moments of like, you know, when, you, when you're like starting to fall asleep and then you like startle yourself awake, I startled myself awake like, wait a minute, I haven't looked at all this information. And, that, and instead of trying to go into that, I went to the weekly reports. I had all the numbers I needed. I had all the information. I had all the feedback. And the realization was we actually closed our biggest month of one-on-one -on -one work in the history of the company. And I hadn't even logged in. And I was like, wait a minute, the only way that happens is we were able to make the decision with less and less information. And it was all there comforting me in the weekly report that everything we had lined out and said, go, we're going to do this regardless, even though I'm not good at it or it's not perfect yet, that that was like the, the bow on the box for all of uh, That is so awesome. So like you have this moment of what I would call entrepreneurial anxiety like that, oh no, is it all working like it's supposed to be working? And the fact that within minutes, you're in the reports, seeing what's going on, like that level of access to information to create awareness and calmness and get you back in your body had to feel amazing. Well, and that's why I had to message you because it was, it immediately 
put me back out of, I was, I mean, I was, my natural instinct would have been call everybody, get an all hands meeting, <laughs> tell me what's going on. Cause I'm freaking out. And that would have panic in the staff. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would have been on edge by doing that. But instead I just pulled up the reports, took a deep breath, followed up on the one or two things that, that weren't as clear, but 90% of my anxiety went away because it, it reinforced that from the 90 day to the 30 day to the weekly and to the systems and processes and, and the delegation we had done, the only way to get visibility that that's all actually happening are, was finally that last piece of putting in the weekly reports. And we've only been doing the weekly reports really since the first of the year. So only a couple, like a lot of people, we avoided pieces of it. And it, and it, it wasn't until we, we finally said, we're doing these processes and, and you recommended we add in those, we'd kind of forgotten about them, but we added them in. And so it's only like six weeks maybe of having weekly reports running that we had that moment of, well, wait a minute, like now I, now I see how that fits in. That's awesome. One last question, Brad, because uh, this is I, like, I just want everyone to hear, cause you just went through this experience. One of the questions I get about weekly reportings constantly is, well, I don't know if I can get my team to even do that. How has your team reacted to having the weekly report and having the direct line of communication to you on a weekly basis? I mean, it, it definitely took a little bit of time to get people in the habit to, to remember it. So that like, it, it didn't, it took a couple of weeks to get them in consistently. But the first thing is I gave it to my EA to, for her to run it and said, so her name is Jessica. We said, this is yours. You follow up and make sure that they're in. We just do it in a, in a boxer thread and everybody just posts their link when it's done. So, so I, I was able to totally delegate the task. She created the, the form. So it's very simple to, for everybody to fill out. But what the feedback we get from it is my team wanted to communicate that information to me, but didn't know how, and they knew I was busy and didn't want to get in the way. And so their feedback has been, they, they feel less anxiety when they can dump all of that into the weekly report and then go into their weekend with a clear mind. They get to be, they get to recharge they get it. They, they're not stressing about the things of where they need to bring up or, or how does he know that I got this done or, or how do we recognize that that's checked off? Like he put a big responsibility on me. I want to tell him that I, that I knocked it out of the park. So they have the, the format to do what they've already been wanting to do. They just need to see the vision of, of how, the, how the weekly report is that mechanism. Yeah, that's awesome. So Brad, I, I, thanks for sharing, man. I, I, you know, I think weekly reporting is one of the most effective tools we can have to lead our team and to stay in contact with our team and to grow the team. And you know, one of the things that I tell every CEO that we work with is you, you get to a point where it's no longer about what you can do. It's about what you can have done and when you can lead to get done. You've absolutely crossed that threshold. And I just, I'm super excited for you. I think, you know, to go from 1 million a little over 14 months ago and really trying to figure out how you were going to move this forward to now growing a, well, it sounds like in excess of $10 million movement, but a movement that is exploding like crazy. Can you just really quickly, you guys, I just want to share this with our audience. So Brad's in financial consulting. And he shared with me, um, they, he, they teach people how to create wealth and how to create freedom. And their, their slogan is rise up and live free. And I just want to share with everyone, when you create a movement, this is what happens. Brad had a member. Well, you tell Brad. Yeah. So, 
So Dan, so Dan came into our movement and we didn't even, I didn't even have a chance yet to connect with him one-on-one. -on -one. He just came into the group side, which again, who, first off, who's willing to get in a group and talk about money? That's like getting in a group and talking about religion or, right. or, I mean, it's just like every, everyone consulting us from the financial service industry said, no, you're, you're opening up such a, a ticking time bomb of getting people into a group to talk about money. Like it's a bad idea, but we do everything initially in, in mass and in group and in one to many. He came into our group, caught hold of that message and we sent him his t-shirt. His wife was expecting their first uh, son, you know, a couple of weeks after that. He set his shirt aside to be the shirt he took with him to the hospital. So the first time he held his son, he had our shirt on and he picked up his son and whispered in his ear. First things he ever told his son was, in our family, we rise up and live free. <sighs> Dude, every time you tell that story, I get goosebumps, Brad. You're a financial services company where, like, I don't think anybody listening would take their accountants or their bookkeepers or their financial advisors t-shirt into the hospital to make sure that they got that first picture with their son because that is the foundation for their family. Dude, you and Ryan and Jimmy are changing the world when it comes to personal finance. And I'm so proud to work with you guys. I appreciate that, Alex. And like I said, we, we would still be stuck trying to, like we had the message, we had the marketing, we were unable to get out of our own way until we had a system laid out in front of us to follow. And that, that, that's what, that's what the, the cadence has given us. So thank you. Man, I'm, I'm so proud to work with you guys, Brad. I know that people listening to this are thinking, hey, my financial advisor doesn't sound like that. So where can anyone get more information about what you guys are doing? Well, the best place is, is our website, cashflowtactics.com. Um, we, we do a webinar. Where, where we give an introduction, there's some information there, but that's the best place to just go in and sign up for the webinar. And, and, and like we said, we're, 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 we're not out to, to improve anybody's finances. We're out to revolutionize the financial services industry. It's done wrong. And, and you'll see that in the way that we put the training together in the way that we interact and in the way that we, that we operate. <clears throat> so that, that's the best place to start. So if you're listening and you have wanted to get your finances in order, you want to create financial freedom, it's something that you've always thought about, but you haven't known where to start. I can tell you from personal experience, Brad, Ryan, and Jimmy, the partners at Cashflow Tactics are absolutely different than any other financial advisory firm or consulting firm you've ever spoken with. Go to cashflowtactics.com and check them out. Brad, thanks for joining me today, brother. Thanks, Alex.